this point is um, the beginning phase of me transitioning into UI and UX design. I've been a graphic designer for over four years plus, uh, let's give it five years. And I got to a point as a graphic designer and a web designer using programs like WordPress to design website for clients that I wanted more. It's not just about the pay I was getting as a freelancer. The industry was changing right before my eyes and the industry was being disrupted. And I was thinking about my future as a designer. Thinking about how much impact being a graphic designer right now is going to make in the future. And I began to research. There's a lot of things that have helped me becoming successful and a very creative designer and a wordpress and everything and other thing i've done is uh, has come to me through research so i had to do more of our research in the industry then in the late, i think it was in late 2016 i came in contact with uh, some few guys who were into design development and everything at first it was mostly a bunch of guys who do coding, who were full stack designer or software designer doing it all. So in the process of it, I developed interest in coding, which was something I always wanted to do, was to be able to code and design an app. So I thought the way for us to be, to learn to code, HTML, CSX and all of that. I went to that direction, but I loved it, but the learning how to code requires a lot of focus and everything time, which I had, but I was still kind of drawn here and there with my freelancing work, and I find myself a lot of times spending time designing, loving design and everything. So I kind of was struggling whenever I have a web design project right doing the web design from scratch with uh, HTML and CSS and because of the time the client required the project I I couldn't really meet up with finishing it up and I had to switch back to using WordPress which was not really bad WordPress is a very very powerful tool for design and is the most used design CMS used in the world right now about one third to one fourth of the website built online today uses WordPress and it's exciting because I got so good at WordPress that I I, I, I was able to finish up a website within uh, three to four days a week uh, e-commerce website give it maximum in two weeks get everything set up and running fine for the client but I, I wanted more. I wanted more than being in the front end of the design and going doing the back end of design and coding being a, another way to do something more. I started learning how to code on the side. I went in the line of first of all developing a, a WordPress team from scratch, which I successfully learned how to do. It was cool. Uh, PHP was fun. Learning, which is one of my favorite languages to use in uh, JavaScript and all that but in the late 2018 I came in contact 
with a friend of mine. But before then, in 2016, when I was experimenting, I came in contact with, uh, like, I I started using Adobe SD. Uh, previous to that time, I, I used Adobe SD when it was released in late 2014, I think so. Uh, whichever time, I think the time it was released the first time. I, yeah, it was cool to me. I thought it was more like something to just do simple app. I was excited and I realized it was just a tool to just design, not to develop app. So I kind of left it. I was like, I wanted to do more. But uh, I came back to using SD in uh, 2018 when I came in contact with a friend of mine who had finished a computer science degree and was doing uh, uh, a further program in uh, user experience research, UI design, and you know, a human computer interaction study. And she kind of encouraged me to, you know, if I love UI design, I should really go dig into it. Which, after she explained to me a lot of stuff, when I joined in, how she ended up falling in love so much with user research and user experience, I kind of picked interest in it. And so far, I'm recording this episode right on one of my first episodes in the Call Me Creator podcast. And this is kind of giving me uh, a background of my transition from being a graphic designer into becoming a UI designer, UI research. Uh, some people call it UI product design and all that. And it's a lot of confused. It's not really confused. It's a lot of terminologies used for user experience, user design and all that. And I am... I learned by trying, testing the waters and all that, seeing the different areas and I realized that this is a lot of things to learn. At the same time, having a design background kind of helped a lot because I already was familiar with a lot of tools and components and Adobe SD was easy for me to make my first prototype and play around and I loved it and I was like, okay, when you're done with designing an app, prototyping an app, how do you get to develop an app? I realized that in the UI UX uh, industry, it, um, it's not a, a one-man job, it's not a one person do everything. And it's kind of exciting because you can be a full a full product designer, you know, doing UI UX and all that. You can just be a UI designer who knows about UX, who also knows about product design, which is knows about everything. It's good to grab the knowledge in every area of UI, UX design. And coming from a third world country, uh, I had to push myself a lot to learn a lot of things about life. And learning UI design was exciting for me because every challenge was fun for me because I realized I've gone through greater challenge and if this is what I have to do, and there's materials to learn about it. Uh, cool, and I'm gonna begin and learn everything I have to learn, and the materials I get, and all that. And if you're aspiring to be a UI designer, you've been a graphic and web designer, but it's a good industry to be because the the technology has changed a lot of things. Whereby the term graphic designer or web designer or developer is changing, uh, and UI and UX uh, is never really going to go out of out of fashion, I think out of trend because um, the world we know today always require a new technology, a new design, a new software which UI and UX, they play a big role 
and revolving around everything and working around everything that has to do with technology design and everything because every new invention today you see have a an app that controls it or rely on a system uh, or rely on a design of a program that runs it whether it be in the medical field and engineering field and whatever field that's you know I don't care how many millions they make in that field or how much somebody's paid to do that job somebody have to de- design the system the feel and the look of that system because you can see a very good software designer who really really sucks at uh, uh, the UI design is smooth UI and trendy design. I'm talking about. I'm not talking about designs that were done back when you have the Windows doors and Windows XP. Uh, these are designs of like the Windows 10 and Windows 11. Somebody has to do the design and the feel. And no matter how much wonderful code was done behind UI UX, that seems to be the forefront of a uh, full stack design and development because we design the the feel and the look. And uh, years back in the days, the UI and UX uh, were not really kind of popular because everything, every of the accolade, every of the recognition goes to the the, the, the software designer. Who software designer back then was was well, we think about it as people that actually wrote the code, but software designer is actually UI and UX, just people that design the feel and the look, the user experience, and everything. So the industry has been changing and. Uh, in my first podcast, I really want to talk about uh, the, uh, the industry being disrupted and the changes that have happened over the years. I've experienced, based on my experience as a, a freelancer and as a, a transitioning into UI and UX designer, is a is a wonderful field to be around. And hope to share with you guys more of my experience in this podcast. And thank you for joining. Welcome to my podcast once more. Today we'll be talking about clickbaits. Yeah, you heard me right. Clickbaits. Are they good? Are they bad? Are they crazy? Is it a fraud? Well, they are none of the above. Actually, they are everything to me. So we're first gonna start with the good and go to the ugly, go to the worst, go to the scams. Yeah, I know you've seen crazy videos uh, like this one telling you, yes, how to make one million dollar in one day. Yeah, something like that. Crazy, I know. But this is just me ranting. This is just Alex talking. That's what it is. So I'm just talking about my idea what I think about clickbait and yeah sometimes I lose my thoughts in trying to talk about topics like this because FYI for your information uh, um, the ideas I'm sharing here is totally my opinion and does not has no claim or no kind of assurance that is the main thing but the thing you have to realize is that it is some topic we have to talk about. Clickbait is been around since time being. 
you know, people like, oh yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, clickbait just coming to. I'm talking about the OG clickbait thing whereby people put adverts. If you've ever seen a cookie stand or a lemonade stand, they give you some sample that's clickbait. They get you to test it and you love it and you buy it. You buy buy fried rice, buy fried rice. Chinese, I think, invented it. Please don't quote me. I'm just saying because whenever I try those fried rice, I buy fried rice. So buy fried rice, buy fried rice, you end up buying fried rice. So it's just part of the whole conversation. Uh about clickbait so to me that's the og of clickbaits put uh, me wrong and send me an email if you have an idea of an og kind of the old school kind of clickbait you know because i know clickbait didn't start today so technology is just reinventing things that have been there before like the ponzi scheme has been there before and it's still the biggest fraud of all time the ponzi scheme and is move from policy scan now to going to network marketing don't get me wrong i do network marketing there's nothing wrong with network marketing and they just have the good the bad and ugly and i've seen my first year of different areas i've seen some good network marketing that i'm going to talk about in my podcast to come it's just me sharing my idea and fyi your information this is just my idea and this is just the things that I've uh, discovered in my journey when it comes to stuff like clickbait. Uh, to me, you ask, I ask a question, I ask a question, what's the difference between a clickbait and a network marketing? Well, is there really a difference? I don't know. This is just me just ranting and talking. I don't even know what I'm saying sometimes, but one thing for sure, I've, in my little discovery, uh, the good thing about clickbait is it actually gets you to click so somebody might have a valuable information to pass to you but until they put that bait you might never get that information and that that's a good part of clickbait i see is help you actually get some valuable information that you'll never get if they didn't get your attention is clickbait is created to get your attention um Thanks to the modern day, you know, OG founder of the modern day clickbait, which is uh, the click funnel. Uh, I love those guys so much. That, invent, that startup is one thing that changed the whole industry about clickbait. Like, you know, they do click funnels and all that, where, whereby they're, they're letting you go through some certain steps on how to actually buy a particular product which can be valuable to you but it's still you know the marketing industry preys on greed i stand to be corrected but the prey on greed send me an email if you think i'm wrong or if you want an idea what i mean the prey on greed or a better way to put the terms together uh but the prey on the greed of other people just to get them to do something but a good thing even with that strategy a lot of people still get results because i realized those that get results those that got pulled in by their greed and 
they put in consistency actually get results so greed can be a good thing and a bad thing topic for a different day uh so that click bait that's uh promotion or marketing whatever you call it praise on what people to get people's attention to actually get to buy and this podcast i'll be hopefully uh getting some co-hosts to talk about topic like this in the future as we go and i'm just trying to really get this conversation stirred up and started because our generation today is living on that you know overwhelming clickbait like the adverts and everything i'm into marketing and technology web design and all that i love all those ideas but it can be so overwhelming when you just turn up a youtube video and you watch a youtube video and you seen no matter i go watching a web design video or training the next thing i see them i see a lot of this hosting companies advert flooding into my input flooding into my videos i'm like is it another crazy privacy thing topic we have to talk about in the future yeah privacy and uh, when it comes to adverts it's a whole topic for a different day and this is just stir up that conversation and uh you know hit me up we could collaborate and talk about more about this topic and this stuff that really is overwhelming our generation the clickbait industry new ponzi scheme or whatever you call it as i might say so guys yeah thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast uh we're gonna be sharing more topics like this um email me my email is down in the descriptions and you we could talk about more about this topic and let's see how we could share some idea agree to disagree and you know learn from each other thank you have a wonderful day night or whatever